And we're back. <laughs> good afternoon. It's a weird day for us. It's Monday. It is Monday. It's been a good Monday. Yes, it's an yeah. awesome Monday. And uh, yeah, we're the Run Galloway Girls. I'm Liz. I'm Naomi. And you're joining us for a bonus episode on Monday. We ran 20 miles yesterday, which, Woo-hoo. oh my gosh, we went ahead and um, like we took uh, videos every single mile <laughs> so that we could make a like come run with us reel, which is so silly, but so much fun. Yeah. And then we couldn't fit all the content into one reel. Yeah. And so, so there may be more reels coming. So many reels. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, though. Um I, I thought that it really kept 20 miles, like, kind of flying by, and we did 1530s, and we were just talking just a second ago, like, what do we do this bonus episode on, and I was actually thinking, even though this is the question that I hate, how fast you run, how fast you walk, yeah. because it's a question that keeps coming up, even though, like, I'm just like, well, you just run, and you just walk, like, however you can do it and you try to average that average whatever pace you're trying to average but I think there is a little more nuance to that yeah well and it's obviously so individualized and that's also why it's a tricky thing to talk about and say but you know when people ask us specifically because they're looking at our 15:30 pace was about 11:30 yeah like and we had like a 10:40 in there um I personally have run uh, 9.15 using 15.30s Whoa. when I was in peak fitness. <laughs> uh, it was really hot, and Jeff was like, well, why don't you do 15.30s? And I was like, okay, how fast can I do them? <laughs> yeah, it's a fun little test. And yeah, I'll have to find that, actually, because that it was pretty quick. But, um, but yeah, so we did uh, 15.30s yesterday, and we actually specifically looked at our run speed and looked at our walk speed. And our run speed was between 7.45... And probably as fast, like, re- repeated. Like, I think my Garmin said overall our fastest was, like, 6.59. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, kind of the fastest average was more like a 7.20. Which yeah. I think 7.20 is really, like, I mean, there was a time when that was, like, very comfortable run speed. But I think that that's still a comfortable run speed for, at least for me. Right. To where, like... As I've lost fitness, that is still a speed that I have. Right. I've just had to shorten intervals. Right. And that's what's cool is that when you do, if you look at and figure out what's your kind of comfortable run speed, because that is going to probably be very different for everyone. I feel like yeah. mine's closer to like 745. Right. We will go down to these 720, 730, but like where I can hang out a long time is probably 745. And then if you, as you gain fitness, you'll see that you can stretch your intervals and yeah, and maintain longer. and maintain yeah. that speed and maintain that speed and as you as you get faster you can use shorter intervals to develop speed in your legs too. And mm-hmm. so a lot of athletes or coaches will talk about doing strides and Jeff has his drills, his um, acceleration gliders uh-huh. and and cadence, and cadence drills. drills and that's what we're working on is like running economy and speed over distance. So when you know, I say, like, I'm kind of comfortable at 720. I can't sustain that for very long right now. But that's where, like, 745 is definitely very comfortable to run. But even still, like, I'm tapping out at, like, two minutes of running at this point. Whereas there was a time when I was doing three or four minutes of running and maintaining that that speed for quite a, quite a long time. I mean, it must have been faster than 745 because I was averaging 745. Yeah. Um, so... And then our walk speed, that was the other one that people ask about the walk speed. 
And I never really looked at it, but we walk fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I've almost had to like learn and get better at. And, yeah. it, and it's helped that I, when I'm with you. So when I'm alone, my walk speed might be a little slower than that. So we were, we're walking at like a 15 minute pace. Yeah. It's somewhere between 14, 1425 and 1550 is like yeah. what we saw, which is pretty quick. Now on the treadmill, I walk in the same, I walk 15 minute miles to 1411s. So I use 4.0 or 4.1 or 2. I used to go down like on a, or like on an expensive treadmill, which I feel, I feel like treadmills at the gym give you assistance. Yeah. And I'm going to make that statement. Home treadmills do not give you any no. assistance at all. I swear they're harder. Yep. But treadmills at the gym give you, I would even say like, I mean, maybe even like 20 seconds per mile assistance because I've had some paces on a, on a gym treadmill that like I could never do on a home treadmill ever. Same. No, I feel exactly the same. And, but I usually, I used to 4.5 for my walk breaks and I wouldn't feel tired. Yeah. Whereas 4.5 on my home treadmill and like, I mean, it feels like I'm, I might as well be doing 6.0. Right. You might as well be running. I feel like that's either if you do have access to a treadmill or not, like that's a good way though like practicing walking faster yeah, because it's going to bring up your overall average. So that's where when our overall average was 1133 or whatever, it was because we had this, not just because we have this faster run speed down the sevens, but because we have a pretty fast walk speed. Yeah. And then, you know, you can use Jeff's drills even when you're walking. So you can do (laughs) cadence drills and you can do acceleration drills and take those the same kind of, instructions for the drill and just use them as a walk instead of using them while running and that was a tip that Chris gave yes use do your drills when you're running and work on your walking economy too I know Chris especially Chris Twiggs because he's also an ultra marathoner yeah he really does talk about the importance of walking as a you know as an addition to your running and also as a like you you like focusing on it or making it your cross training day and like yeah it's important if you're if you're you know what's you know what's crazy I have definitely gone out on the trails for runs and like tried to keep it kind of easy and then like come to a big hill and then like I'm gonna take an extra walk break only to find out like or take even what I felt like was a really long time walking like let's say Let's say even, like, during a workout and I've just, like, dropped some, like, faster miles and I'm, like, in a recovery and I'm, like, slowing down and heading back to the house and I take these really long, like, four-minute walks and then I find out that I still did, like, an 11-minute mile. Yeah. And I'm, like, I walked most of this. So working on your walking speed can help you get faster overall and working on that running economy on that shorter distance, that 15 seconds can make you faster overall. Um, So I guess what we're trying to get to is shorter intervals can make you a faster runner, even if at first they make you slower. Right. And overall, they're going to make you look slower if you're worried about that. Like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but I also am. So I'm one of those people who's going back into their Strava and putting in 1530s in my title of my of my run and it's not because I'm like saying well this is excusing me for why it looks slow it's actually because also I want to be able to go back and quickly see what it was that we did that day right because I found that's really helpful too but it does you know there's this conditional thing on like on things like Strava Garmin Connect anywhere where you're like seeing people and Instagram everywhere people are like comparing and you're seeing other people run their 20 miler it, you know, I saw some friends do their 20 miles just straight at, you know, 8.45, 9.15. Well, 
And, and ours was 11.33. And it's but like, that's also another big difference. So in Galloway, 20 miles is just the start. So we will yeah. do six or seven runs 20 plus miles, which is, in, which is kind of insane. Plus. Yeah. I mean, we might be 20, like (laughs) 12 by one could be 20 miles. It usually is. Or it's at least 14. And 14 by one is definitely 20 miles. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is just the start. We're, we have 23 in two weeks. We have 26 in five weeks. And then we have 29. And those are long, slow distance. That's the other difference is our 20 miler is a long, slow distance. Our 20 miler is not marathon pace practice at the end or anything like that we're doing that at different times during our training and that's one of the big differences with the Galloway method is we're doing our marathon specific training and we're doing our threshold training in a different kind of order and we have these long slow distance which is this massive aerobic base building that like other plans just skip over yeah they kind of almost hold you a little closer to the red line. And that's yeah. there's nothing wrong with using other training methodologies. Like, obviously, you're listening to this because you're interested in run-walk or you like us. Um, but the benefits of adding these run-walk days, especially or adding run-walk into those easy days, is it allows for greater recovery when you have those, like, intense training sessions. Yeah. I think some of those plans, I mean, especially if they're the more experience intermediate level they probably are assuming you really have a great aerobic base whereas yeah. with this plan you can of course you probably won't necessarily go to or skip to these plans that have the mile repeats in them but yeah. our base building is the same whether we're a beginner or an intermediate or an advanced yeah person. yeah like those so long runs. so with the galloway right exactly the long slow distance runs are the same um with the galloway plans um I think the sh- I think if you jump into your first marathon later, like, and you don't have the full like twenty, I think it's almost like twenty two weeks or something ridiculous. Right. If you don't have that full time, if you have like sixteen weeks, um, you only go up to twenty six. You don't do a twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with you know with our plan, we're doing kind of an adva- a more advanced Galloway plan where we have doubles and working those doubles. in, the only way to be able to do that is by really slowing down and really making sure that the the goal of those is to really just add some low easy mileage there might the I was like listening to the swap podcast about double threshold workouts and I was like I was like that would totally be something that we could do if we could ever learn to make our first our first run of the day and our second run both 35 minutes but the problem is we can right. never like we go out there and we want to do an hour and or longer and so if we were to try to do a double threshold day they're still talking in those double threshold days about doing six by one they're just doing it three by one and three by one oh, interesting. um like listening to the volume yeah. so the volume is just like where they're keeping it kind of under 40 so you're still getting that 80 minutes yeah. where we were like getting 80 minutes and in then the morning and then another like 30 of easy so I guess the volume of threshold is the same if that makes sense yeah um and I don't know if there's I don't know if there's any benefit to chopping it up I certainly know that for busy people like us there would be a negative of chopping it up with like just 
trying to fit it in. And like, yeah, having having that hanging fitting over meals you, in. <laughs> like having that hanging over you for the rest of the day where you have to tonight go do a threshold instead of oh my like gosh. well, if I get something done, at least if it's easy, then I know I can get that done. Or not at all. Yeah. I can't even schedule. I cannot even imagine like having like doing a workout and then having to go to work all day and then having to do another workout too. Like, right. I mean, Instead of just I an easy run. I sometimes or a ride. don't even do a double if I'm tired. Right. Like, if I'm tired, I'm like, you know what? It's not really worth it. Like, you know, where my fitness is at, my body is telling me that I need recovery more than I need additional aerobic yeah. base. The rest I, is more important. Yeah. Yeah. And I may try. I'm. I've actually been thinking like, can I fit my doubles in? at two mm-hmm. instead of doing them after work because that might that might work better for my schedule right I don't know <laughs> that's actually that kind of reminds me of a topic we looked at um the other day about morning runners versus evening runners in general and so we'll have to dig into yeah. that a little more oh my gosh we were ta- we were chatting about that yeah we'll have to let's table that for Wednesday because yeah. I feel like Wednesday morning will be a great time to like talk about that so um, we have talked a little bit about our 1530s and, um, you want to like, so we did 20 miles and you've had planner and you've been dealing with it. And now I have a sore heel, although no. it's feeling, it's feeling better. My Birkenstocks are magical. Yep. And Bir- <laughs> we're both magical. sitting here wearing Birken- Birkenstocks, like the rubber ones with socks <laughs> because that's our, that's our look now, apparently. Yep. So but unplanned. Yeah. That's how we're dressing. How's your how's your um it, planner doing? It feels great today, but like I've literally it's five o'clock and I've gotten three thousand steps. But so that's great. That's how I let it heal the day after. And actually, yeah, it's feel it's felt fine today. I was really conscious during our run to like not do any weird movement where I was trying to not run on my heel, like on our 17 miler, okay. when I was like really not on the 17 miler, I was in so much pain that I was like shifting my weight around. It ended up with pain behind my knee and on my shin. And so, luckily, yesterday didn't do any of that. And it, my planter feels okay. It feels like just yeah. the same baseline it has it has felt. And I don't have any other weird pains. My legs feel like pretty good today. That's good. My legs feel good, but it feels like I ran 20 miles. Yesterday. Oh yeah, no, like, I'm like a little stiff. When I get yeah. up from the chair and try to walk yeah. down the stairs, so I I'm have stiff. like like my left heel, and then like my left like high ankle, like it's yeah. just a little like, ooh, you ran. But I have been having like kind of shin aches that I don't have, and I've had some hamstring that I don't have, and so I'm like, all right, this is this is boding well for the fact that we have 23 in two weeks. Yeah, so, and this is just building back. Yeah. Like you didn't build the right way or at all for Boston. It was just like a quick <laughs> short build, and yeah. this is a true like yeah. real marathon season. Absolutely. So we're really like. We're just digging into it, and we're feeling those. I am so sorry about the dings um, that have been coming through. Even though I'm on Do Not Disturb, my sister is not. (laughs) So she's allowed to ding through. And she just texted me, why don't you work here? And it was at (laughs) princesspartypackages.com. Yeah, why aren't you a princess? uh, Because I'm I'm 40 now. (laughs) It would have been a great job when I was in my 20s. Okay, okay. (laughs) Nobody wants a 40-year-old princess. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh, my goodness. So... 
Um, so that was the iPhone dings that you heard uh, <laughs> dinging through. So yeah, so we're feeling good. We are just a little bit away from Jeff's race um, with three weeks, yeah. which is really crazy and exciting. And we were talking about possibly doing a 10-mile race locally this this coming weekend, and we're trying to decide if we should like do that race as a workout. But right. I'm so excited about Jeff's, Jeff's race, and I kind of want that to be like my my first real race back. Yeah. Well, the yeah, and the 10-miler, if we were to do that, it would be we have an 8 by one workout. So we would yeah. be going using it as a workout. We would not be racing it. And so that's an interesting thing to think about with, with Jeff's race, too, and with, like, you know the the Jeff's race yeah. has a virtual option as well. It's like, how do you do? You race every race that you sign up for. Do you you know are and there races you use as workouts? There's definitely a benefit to to using races as training races. Yeah. Like there's definitely a benefit. It helps you, um, like kind of feel like managing the anxiety that you get or like. I don't even want to call it anxiety. I want to call it the energy. It's, and race day prep. It's like yeah. just how do you prep and how do you get ready for that start time and like just the differences of yeah. being on a course with people and with fuel like that's different. You know, like I might not carry my water if we go and do this race or whatever. Like Yeah, so so we're we're still on the fence on this one, but when it comes to Jeff's race, yeah. Um, we do have a race plan. Do we do we want to share our race plan sure. for Jeff's race? Okay, we have decided that we are going for a 60-30 baseline best half marathon. Like, it's freestanding, 60-30. 60-30, whatever we do. Now, the goal is to go under two hours yeah. using 60-30. And if we have to adjust, we will because the goal is to also get under two hours, which we think we can easily do. Um, even though, like, that's probably on the edge of my fitness right now. Like, I'm, like, so excited for this and, like, scared. <laughs> it's going to be fun. A little scared. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> I mean, the best thing the best thing about it is I think, like, it's definitely well within your fitness to do it even at 60-30. And, you know, I'm pretty controlled in the in the way that I can be like, all right, we did that a little too hot. Let's chill out. Yeah. Um, Like, I have that mile good. Mile by mile. Yeah. Like, just kind of taking it and yeah. adjusting. And I have that good, like, that good fatigue (laughs) resistance that even if we burn a little too hot like even like even for my fitness I think we'll be able to like control it and I have um I should have looked it up I should have prepped I have a half marathon where I did the first six miles in like the 950 range and then ended up running like a 155 or 153 um back half and so um I've definitely done the done halves where I've like been able to speed up in the end. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. we'll be able to do it. Hopefully it'll be really cool, um, like both yeah. a cool day, yeah. but also a really cool experience to set a sixty thirty PR. And you know what? If it goes well, if it goes well, we might like that might end up being a marathon Our plan race strategy. too. <laughs> I think so. Like what's great, or what's like exciting to me about this? What's so like exciting to me is that. It's not something we've done. It does, or it's not something I've done. So it doesn't yeah. have a precedence. So that really just makes me feel better about this. It cycle. takes the pressure off. Like it takes the pressure off. I mean, I don't know if we want to like, like decide this alive on a podcast or not. <laughs> but I mean, we could do the ten miler that like that. We could do a 60-30 10 miler okay. and like just 
like practice race and then do 23 and then half marathon. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that might be a great thing. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll just have to look at that. That's And that's something you can take to that, like, if you're signing up for races and you're deciding how to race them or, like, you've got a coach telling you, you know, how to race them, sometimes they could be just perfect prep for, like, for your bigger races. Yeah. And sometimes they're a race on their own. Like, they sometimes are going to be used in different ways. Absolutely. And, like... You know, that's actually the job of the coach is to push you when you need to be pushed, but also to hold you back. So there were lots of times where I was racing too often that probably I should have had there. Like during that time, I should have had a coach kind of telling you in. Right. And then once I started working with Jeff, like um, I'd be like, well, I'm going to run this race like this and, and it'll be this like this training block and this time and he will tell and he would tell me just go out there and have fun and like that would be his instructions yeah. and then I'd end up having an even better day than what I had originally thought I would do yeah you know like I was trying to manage it too much and sometimes it's all about just go out there and have fun so I also remember him telling us a couple of times like um you shouldn't do that race take it off yeah. the calendar because we were like we were signing up for all the races yeah and yeah. not and not necessarily like, using them as a like like, oh, I'm just going to go do 60-30s at this race. Like, no. we weren't having a mindset of, like, we were like, oh, oh no, I'm going to race that race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to race all of them. And he's like, like no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely said, like, he's there to hold me back, like, like more than anything. Um, and, like, it's so funny. I think I, I think I mentioned it. But, like, in a race, in a report from him, when I was, like, like, he's, like, giving me some, like, hard news. Like, Liz, I need you to, like, chill out. You're going to be fine. He, like, compared me. To, oh, yeah. to Frank Shorter, and I was like, oh, like, that's all I heard. Like, I didn't, I, I <laughs> heard, heard that I'm negatives. great and amazing. <laughs> no, I didn't hear, no doubt, like, like, Liz, chill that, like, you'll be okay, chill out. Um, and that actually brings us to like heart rate because that's what he was talking about. My ability to kind of have my heart, I have an abnormally high max heart rate. I'm one of those, like, rare people who has, like, the abnormally high max heart rate. And he he was saying that's, um, Frank had the same thing where he just could, like, be up in this, like, zone and, like, really, really difficult day and just, like, do better than the rest of the field. And it makes you, like, maybe makes you tolerate heat. Yeah. Makes you tolerate, you can, it's that durability. Yeah. Making you have it definitely gives me endurance. fatigue resistance. I'm sure, yeah. like, I'm sure of that because, like, even, like, I can just suffer with a high heart rate better than, like, anyone. Right. <laughs> and um, so talking about, about that, I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, we we adjusted our heart rate thing. Our heart rate thing. Yeah, lactate threshold heart rate. I had a thing about that. Oh, when our heart rates were going up yesterday on our 20 miler. Oh my gosh. We saw a direct correlation when our hearts heart rates started to go up with taking fuel and salt. They would come down and I would take like three gummies. Yeah, these are like honey stinger chews. Honey stinger chews or like jelly jelly beans. beans, The jelly belly. And I would take two to three. I never would just do one. It was always two to three. Yep. And it would come, my heart rate would come down 10 to 15 beats. Yeah. And then what's crazy was like, I was seeing that too. And there was a point, so I have this thing where we've always talked about like, oh, around three hours, my heart rate goes up and it kind of stays there and I I can't bring it back down. We just need to get your marathon under three hours and you'll never have a problem. (laughs) But we figured out like, no, like yesterday when... 
I took fuel. It did come back down. And yeah. we were thinking, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what it is? It's that at three hours, I'm not taking fuel as often because I'm bored of the fuel. I'm yeah. tired of eating. I don't feel like taking fuel. And so I'm going to have to figure out, bring more different fuels with me and yeah. also just like get over that and just eat. And during the run. And actually, we tested out, speaking of fuels, we tested out a whole bunch of different fuels. And I think the only one that we tried that I would bring back, bring into our lineup is the Scratch Labs one. Oh, that was so yummy. It was really, really that good. So delicious. We, we tried Scratch Labs. We tried Power Bar Gel the, Gummies. Were those the strawberry ones? Or the... The... Oh, no. Those, those were, were the, the other strawberry brand. ones were J-Lab, I think. Yeah, those were really yummy, too. But I thought. They I were those. too slimy. I didn't like okay. the texture of the them. The Power Bar ones? Were those the round ones? Those were the round ones, and those, they were really hard to chew. You couldn't chew them. I was like, I um, left them in my no. car open, and now they're easier to chew. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And they so they were okay, but I didn't love the flavor of them. And then they there reminded was some, me of peach rings, but like chewier than peach rings. <laughs> I'm I'm almost like maybe we should get some peach rings. We should get some <laughs> some like gas station candy. Yeah. Because that's yeah, like, totally. That's the key. Um but and then we tried the I don't know science and sport. Yes. Oh god. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was way too it was much science. So gross and way too much sport. So <laughs> Not good. not good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah. if we'll ever, yeah. yeah. We'll ever even finish um, those ones. <laughs> nope, nope. I don't know. And then, oh, and then we tried the goo trash. watermelon ones, and they were pretty good. Oh, yeah, those were good, too. The goo, those, the goo Yeah, and gummies. the texture of those, and the texture of the, um, the first ones. The scratch. The scratch. The those scratch like ones. Very easy to chew. Like, because that's important. Like, yeah, but the scratch ones were, like, delicious. I would sit on the couch and eat those. Those, yeah, those like, get... Candy. They get 10 out of 10 for couch candy. Oh, yeah. The couch score was amazing. You couldn't <laughs> no. tell that they were a run candy. No, not at all. They were really, candy. really good. So, so I think, yeah, I think definitely... Um, Different fuel, like variation of of fuels, and we're gonna have to add mix in some gels in there. Um, yeah, for I I found the four Martins that I grabbed. They were like right next to my seat, like they had fallen out of my pocket. Okay. So I did have them yesterday. Yeah, but Martin's I was when I don't get tired of the flavor. So I yeah. think that's a good one for races because I don't get tired of. The but flavor. they don't have with Martin. You have to like worry about the electrolytes. So that's the other thing. My heart rate comes down when I take um, salt as yeah. well. So I probably yesterday needed to needed a little more salt than mm-hmm. I took because I tend to be a very salty sweater person and I tend to like almost be better on the add more versus less whereas mm-hmm. I know there's a fine line but I think I think dehydration is such a risk and I think we were drinking that then if you're drinking water and not a mix you're actually at a different, you're at a risk of being overhydrated. Yeah, like, right. So I think I don't think you can oversalt. No, not when you're and like if you're sweaty. Like I, yeah, I think we both could take more salt. Yeah, we ate. We took all the salt we brought with us, and then like I noticed like last night my toes were like little fat sausages. They were swollen oh, yeah. because of probably like yeah, I was a little bit, you know. So I didn't get swollen out on the run. But yeah, like, I definitely was feeling some of the. So do you effects. think you swell when you don't have enough salt? Yeah. Okay. And that's what I've heard. So, all right. Then then that makes sense because Sarah was worried she took too much salt, and that's why she was swelling. And I think you're right, though. I think when I'm, you're running, if, if you're swelling not running, that might be the issue. But if you're, yeah. swelling, if you're swelling while you're she running, it's that you have swelling while you and after. Salt. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought, too. That's what I thought, too. And then, you know, I know we, we talked a little bit about our on our run about how you can't take coarse Gatorade. 
Um, yep. I, <laughs> Never again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're definitely going to have to make sure you bring salt because if you're not taking right. course Gatorade, because that's something else you can do on a course, as long as you're drinking a cup of Gatorade for every cup of water, you probably are getting enough uh, electrolytes. electrolytes. Um, and then the other trick is take your water, dump it into the cup of Gatorade and then drink it because mm-hmm. they always overmix Gatorade at courses. <laughs> always, always. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so. just, I know there's always that, oh, there's nothing you don't tolerate, but maybe it's just too much liquid. I don't know. So both times yeah. I had Gatorade during a marathon, the only two times I had Gatorade during a marathon, both times I puked. So like, I think also, Gatorade I don't know if now. you did. Well, I know it was super humid in Chicago. Right. I... And you didn't run with a bottle in... Did you run with a bottle? No, you had the Mm-mm. baby bottle in Chicago. The little one. Did I bring I a think. bottle? Probably. Yeah, I think I think what I think you gotta just carry a water bottle for a marathon. I know. Yeah. I know it's no fun, but I think it just makes it easier because then you're not you relying it. on the water stops as much. Right. And like then you can take your water cups and pour them because that's the other thing, staying cold. Yeah. Pouring, um, yeah. Pouring over your head. Well, and, like, yeah. if you do carry a bottle, like, it is so much nicer to be able to take a couple sips. Yeah. And not have this, like, big amount that's Slosh. Slosh. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that, I do, like, that. Like, it's just, like, with the Honey Singer Chews. I like to be able to, like, parse Portion them out, out. rather than, like, yeah. all at once. For sure. For sure. So, um, so when we are, so tomorrow we're going to go back to, like, just a regular run, and I think we probably should, like you know, actually not run easy because we've been running a lot of easy. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. But when we're talking about um, running economy and improving your running by shortening your intervals, when you're doing that, um, it doesn't have to be every run interval that you shorten, that you are going faster on, right? So if you are, let's say you've been kind of running all of your runs at the same, around the same speed, and let's just say it's, 11.30, 11.30, right? And so you're where we are, you're running um, an 11.30, but you're doing 60.30 or 90.30 or something like that, 2 and 30 even, and you want to get faster. So I yes, you're going to go out, and it's probably going to be 14-minute miles for 15.30s. But what you can do is run two 15.30s easy and then push one of those 15s and then repeat that pattern, and that's gonna help you run faster with that nice little minute 30, it's actually more than that, it's what, 2.15 recovery in between those 15 second strides. And we do that a lot when we're doing 30 30s in the morning, we'll do like every other, or we'll do like a run through of 60, or whatever. So play around with your intervals because that can that can really help to make you faster. Um, when we did our mile repeats, actually, we were too fast doing right. 145 because we're like, oh, it's shorter. So our run so we're speed, running faster. Our run speed increased. <laughs> we yeah. So, I think you have to also just you know again you have to like set your ego aside and you have to not be afraid though of it feeling hard. That too. So yeah, there's both sides of it. You have to set your ego aside to see these slower numbers on, yeah. you know, at the end of the run and see like your average being slower, quote slower. Yeah. But and then also, yeah, not being afraid to push and that will give you that that you know, variety is what's gonna is what's gonna make you faster. You know what I saw that was really cool? Just like looping back on different speeds and fueling and I it was on Featherstone Nutrition and it was talking about gels and thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you're really fast and you can run four miles in thirty minutes, 
you take one gel. And if you are much slower and you can only do two and a half miles in 30 minutes, you still need one gel. And I think that that's really important to, like, push on the nutrition piece that, like, nutrition is about time. Not mileage. Not mileage. And... Especially, like, I mean, I'm not saying everyone, but there is a correlation with being out there longer um, and and body size. And bodies, larger bodies need more fuel as well. Yeah. Like, all bodies need fuel, but, like, if you're larger and you're, like, I'm out there training for a half marathon, your fuel needs are greater than someone who is training for a half marathon and is you know a like well actually they they would be their training volume would be different too so it's not even the same but like your fuel needs are, like you can't this is what i'm getting at you can't cut calories on your runs and try to lose weight while you're out there yeah you need to fuel your runs properly there are places where you can make swaps um, and there was a really cool Training Peaks article, and I have to find it, about how, like, to drop body fat. And I was surprised that it was only two calories, two to four calories per pound of body fat. It was, like, such a low number. I mean, but it, you yeah. would have to get so scientific. But they gave great swaps, and one of them was swapping from a latte or sorry swapping from a latte to a coffee with cream and sugar and I was like a coffee with cream and sugar is still very decadent right like because a lot of people will say right like diet culture will say go from a latte to a black coffee no right right like sort of go from something delicious to despair and like but like go from a latte to a black to a coffee with cream and sugar I'm like a coffee with cream and sugar sounds delicious I would have that and because yeah what you run into is you end up and this happens to someone I know you run into losing lean muscle Mm -hmm. and that's what this article was that's what this article was preserving your lean muscle and preserving your muscle mass and actually dropping body fat while converting it to while building muscle right and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like and it's I a need lot it. less <laughs> calories than you think that you're right. actually you're not dropping by hundreds even it's yeah literally it's such a small number of calories yeah and so you're switching it out for more protein right and just yeah you're just looking at the content and so it's just really important like if you're going to be out there for a really like if you're going out for a three-hour run you need three you need three hours worth of fuel right if you're going to go out there and that's where time-based running can be so great instead of mileage-based like i i love going to 29 on jeff's plan i'm not sure Everyone needs to go to 29. Uh, if Sorry, this is more for, like, the Disney people who are doing the 16-minute miles, and their goal is to just beat balloon ladies, mm-hmm. and their goal is to really walk it. I'm not sure that they need to go to 29 unless they're – if they're do, doing the Dopey Challenge, you really do need to do the Dopey rehearsals. But if, if that's your goal, like, you just need to go to, like, a good time, to that – 16 minute mile time and then you need to make sure that you can consistently hit probably like a 15 30 walk you know right so yeah I mean and again like even I didn't go to the 29 on my last cycle I decided you know I was at oh seven mentally though I was like I was done and because yeah the 29 is only in the advanced plans it's not and so I said you know what no I think it's in the 
I think it's in the beginner plane. It's not the beginner. I know. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know. I Because I ran 29 for my first, but that was, you, we turned you were 29. Advanced. We turned 29, <laughs> though. Like, I ran my first marathon the year I turned 29. Oh. So that was, I, I ran it in 2000, um, 2011, so. My first, I was 31. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I, and so we ran 29 on the 29th of September, which was That's my fun. friend's 29th birthday. That's so fun. Yeah, I think I ran it's, 31 on my 30, like, around, like, oh, turning wow. 31, too. Yeah. It'll be fun. Like, I'm not so running 40 miles or 41 miles. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I mean, maybe we, someday. Actually, you know what? We should run the... the JFK 50 mile? No, we should run the um the, the trail. Because, what is it, 40? Yeah. It's 44.6 or something. Okay. So we should run it halfway, like... Between, for, like, our... <laughs> Like, 40, when I'm when your 45th birthday and or my 44th right before, birthday, right before I turn 45, so that like, right. and it'll be for my 44th and your 45th together. Okay, perfect. There we yeah, go. right in the middle of that because I think yeah, it's just under 45. No, we should run it in February though. I don't want to run true, it true, between true. our birthdays. We're gonna run when it's cold. Yeah, I don't yes. want to run it in like Memorial Day weekend. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, we'll run gosh. it in December. Yeah, <laughs> but the year that you're turning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That'll Perfect. be that'll be good. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even think about that. So, um, so we talked about a lot. We figured out what to talk about: our twenty miler <laughs> fueling, um, short intervals, our run walk paces and ratios. Um, we have a lot coming up for this. I mean, actually, I am like looking at this, and I want to deep dive into habits. Mm-hmm. So. Forming habits, 21 days is a myth. It's a total myth. I know. This needs this to be. This is so crazy. I know. Do we, do we just save this and drop this? Do you love this quote? We need to so, do it. Go ahead and read it. So, okay. yeah. So, this was a, um, I was I was reading this book. It was basically like a self-help book. It was like okay. something about your best year or whatever. And he dropped in this this um, study from the um, University College of London. So, I had to go look it up, the actual okay. study. And so the 21-day myth appears, this is a quote, appears to have originated from anecdotal evidence about the adjustment period for plastic surgery, but does not relate to habits as we know them. This is a Wait, quote from the adjustment stuff. period, like, for you, like your, you like your plastic surgery after or 21 days? Or maybe, like, days? your body getting used to it? I don't know. I'll have to deep dive into the article, but, like... I was like, what? So, yeah, so essentially the study comes down. We'll go probably go into it further yeah. on starting habits. But the uh, study basically showed that on average it really varies on what type of habit and who is, like, the people. Okay. It changed a lot of the people. But the median was 66 days. So okay. Or, ten, like, they said 10 weeks. They were using that even though that's 70 days. But I'll give I them would that. Say, I would say a good, like, you develop a good habit with a good eight-week training plan. Like, right. I think a good eight-week training plan with a good goal. But the the problem with goal races is after you run them, like, what do you do after? So I think that it's, it's yes. really important to have a race on your calendar. For um, motivation. For motivation. And one of, the, one of the things I used to do is I used to have a race on my calendar every six weeks because if I did not run from one race to the next, six weeks was not so long that I would hurt myself you if I lose. went to the second yeah. one. But it was long enough, so, like, if I took a break and then went to it, 
And it would be motivating to then be better for the following six weeks. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it's almost, if you know what the distance, it's like a reverse taper and then a taper. Like it doesn't make you have to work that hard in between. Right. It was, so. it was, it was usually like, a, like multiple 5Ks. <laughs> well, and yeah. And then pepper in a 10K and a half marathon here. But what's nice about the six week block is it's also not so close that like you, like, risk injuring yourself by running really hard multiple weeks in a row because I definitely did that like I have I had like a fall where like I couldn't I would run these fast 5ks on the weekend and I like couldn't run during the week because I was so beat up from running these like they weren't even that fast or like what we've what I've done is like where they're you know you've got these races that are three and four two three four five weeks out or apart and Mm -hmm. you yeah and you might necessarily like not perform as well Right. On one versus the next because you've... And here we are earlier in this episode talking about running a 10-miler. A couple weeks before Jeff's half. Like, uh, two weeks before. (laughs) Doing a practice 60-30 10-miler. So we're going to have to think about that. But I'm, I'm definitely excited about Jeff's race. And I'm really excited, and we'll have to talk more about this on Wednesday. We will be hosting a virtual version of Jeff's half where you're you can have two chances and really you could if we did like out and back out and back or if we like figured it out figured a course out you could have like more than two chances to meet up with us and run with us yeah. during our 26 um and on run April 2nd on April 2nd yeah. yeah so April 2nd we will be doing Jeff's half marathon virtually here in the Reston area we'll have like the first start time and then we can have a, a midpoint start time where you start at like six and a half miles in and then we can have like the halfway you know of our 26 time and yeah it's and gonna be you, fun yeah and if you sign up and like oh there's a code ambassador 23 yep 10% off and it's not very expensive for the no. virtual race and if you sign up we'll, we can get we can either you can either have the stuff shipped to your house or we can ship it like to us we and can have, probably actually if you like sign up before if you sign up beforehand we can probably have the medals. We they won't even be shipped. We'll just pick them up at oh, the yeah. race. Um, so we can sort of yeah, yeah. So it'll be a fun virtual day. And then if you're not local, yeah, Virginia, I'm looking of course, up. At, I'm looking up the price you can still right do this now. Virtually and you can still do it on the second with us. Yeah, virtually. virtually. Okay, <laughs> so the virtual half marathon is forty nine dollars. Uh, wait, hold on. U.S. address, yes. $49 if you live in the United States. Or, yeah. The virtual 5K is $30, and the virtual double G is $65. And you're going to save 10% on each of these. I know. And you get all, so there's the shirts and the medals. The shirts and the medals, yeah. And so what we'll have to do is, I guess we're going to have to do a 5K the day before, though. Either a 5K the day before, or like the 5K is like during the, because we're going to do a marathon. We're doing a marathon. to join for the If they only want to do the 5K, they can do, um, yeah. I was just thinking so yeah. people didn't have to run 16 As, like miles. Like a challenge. <laughs> well. 16 miles. And then and we'll slow down um, to whoever whoever is with us. So um, we'll slow down or we'll make sure yeah. that we have other paces, uh, pace people out there, and it will be super fun. 
It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, so check out Jeff's race, and if you're local to Atlanta, there's still, there's still time to oh, go. Oh, yeah. It's going to be not, I can't, super fun. I can't wait to go. I think even if you're not local to Atlanta, flights aren't very expensive. You should just fly on down. Yeah. Atlanta. Just join Jackson us. Jackson Hartfield <laughs> Airport's, like, such a big hub. It's so easy to get in and out of Atlanta. Yeah. So. It's going to be a blast. You know, I, I really can't wait. Um, it feels like the first, like, big race since Boston, even though I did a 5K. I did a couple of 5Ks. Right. But, <laughs> but it's like, the first, like, real, like, yeah. half is, like, a big deal. Yeah, a half is a big deal. Why do people say just a half? I know. Like, I think that's just something that, well, people even say just uh, to any distance. Yeah. Like, just, like, self-deprecating it. Yeah. It's, like, not, it's, I don't know. It's definitely a half marathon is a, it's a big difficult <laughs> distance. I mean, it's... It's hard. Yeah, and training up to it is still, like, a pretty big chunk of time. It's still yeah. a big commitment. Yeah. I mean, if, if marathoning and half marathoning were easy, more people would do it, for sure. I mean, I love that more, like, there is definitely a running boom still happening. Like, I think it's amazing. Um, I am also just, like surprised at how many people think that running is not what our bodies are made to do yeah. like one of our one of my coworkers, and granted she's in her 70s <laughs> she was like well I can't run and I was like I was like oh you just do this and I like showed her out in the parking lot and I was like you just run and it was like five seconds and I was like and then you walk for 30 seconds and she was like oh I could do that and now she she run walks and it's like oh my gosh, it's so she cute. but she just does she doesn't even wear sneakers she has she wears these like rubbery platform wedge <laughs> shoes and I love it and it's, it's great it's the best we're gonna but, yeah we're gonna have a whole another episode like on aging because yeah that's the other big thing that my mom in her late 60s has now picked up running at run walking because oh. of like she didn't think she could do it before and then once she realized like we're literally talking about five or 15 seconds. She was like, yeah. maybe I can do it. And she started. Are you week. ready? You ready for the craziness? My mom started running when she was about my age. Like, she That's started awesome. running, like, in her 40s. Yeah. Like, that was her thing. She ran the 2001 Marine Corps Marathon using Jeff's program. And she ran, like, 513 or something. That's great. great. And... I was, like, so in awe, and I was, like, I'm never going to run a marathon. It seems so out of... Yeah. Yeah, like, so hard. And now it's, like, it's, like, such a part of my identity, and yeah. so it's so funny. Like, I, I hope that she would get... I hope that she'll get back into running. They're talking about moving back here, which will be really, really good for yeah. her, so... Well, it sounds like it's a reversal of, because, yeah, you're, you were, like, inspired by your mom. Yeah, for and sure. And thought, I could never do that. And it was the same, but with my mom being like, I could never do that. And she started listening to our pod. I love it. And that's how she decided <laughs> yeah. she could do it. She heard our beginning running episode and decided, oh, maybe even I can try. And I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Oh, that's like, so great. Being afraid to try. Well, because here's the thing. Even if all you ever do is run five seconds every, five seconds, like, five and thirties, you do it for ten minutes. And you do that once a week, but you're out there walking too. Like you can still you're, be a runner. You're a runner. Like yeah. if you run at all. But our bodies were literally made to run. Like if you look at our feet and our legs right. and like how they're made, they were like we were built to run. Yeah. Like our bodies are literally like primed to run. Running is better like our legs are meant to do it and it's running and then stopping and running and then stopping right. it's not just running like for 50 miles straight but it's like 
running and then stopping and then watching your prey. Yeah, <laughs> and like and like varying how you're varying like your, your speeds pace and, your, and you're yeah. varying like what you're doing and we're meant to climb and we're meant to do all these things. Like I have definitely said to people, like if you can't play on a playground with your like if you look at a playground and go I can't do any of that like like there's something wrong with your body like if you can't swing on swings if you can't like play on some monkey bars if you can't go up and down a slide or like get up and down off the floor there's there's something wrong with your body like our bodies are meant to do that and I now know when people are like oh I can't do that anymore I'm like oh my gosh I let myself get pretty unfit (laughs) um so I'm working on it. Like, I'm definitely, like, I've lost strength. I've lost a lot of flexibility in the last, like, two years, yeah. which is, like, it's just insane. And it's so tough because I want to get it back, but I also, like, I don't want to get injured while we're doing this training right. cycle. So it's this, like, delicate Balance. line of, like, you know, I said cross-training is, like, thumbs down to cross-training last <laughs> week. And so now I'm like, oh, gosh, how do I incorporate something that can make my body stronger without risking my training. Because I do think that the best training for running is just running. It is. Yeah, if you're trying to get better at running, you have to do more running. Running. But, but yeah, you can get stronger I, in those weak areas that were not. Like, I actually, even from our long run, my arms were a little bit, like, yeah. sore. It was, like, well, I swam. Yeah. So I swam the day before our long yes. run. And I de- generally don't, re- I generally recommend a rest day the day before and the day after. Um, a long run and but I swam because I was feeling antsy I was feeling really good Um, and so I did mostly pull and I didn't find that to be detrimental to my um, run yesterday and all that yeah so so I think swim might be something like that I uh, include a little bit more and then honestly I think like inchworms and planks yeah some core stuff are really all I'm gonna need to add because I just need to like get my core more engaged like the muscles are there they're just lazy <laughs> they're dormant right now they're yeah. just chilling out yeah, yeah rather than like so. we don't want to focus too much on yeah building up like quads when we're like all we're doing out on our runs like building yeah. up our quads so yeah and then I think like stretching stretching my flexibility my shoulders um back and keeping myself from like rounding over and and just kind of general strength work, but but really body weight, not really in a gym. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's all crazy because we're we're get, uh, kind of we're getting so close to this May marathon. It feels like March is about to start. Yeah. I don't even know how many weeks it is, but I'm excited. I, I know it's all like going by really quick. I mean, it so. really <laughs> is. I mean, Jeff's race is in two weeks, and I felt like when we signed up for it, it was like months away. All right, so we have. I know. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Weeks. We have eleven weeks okay. until our. Okay, That's so really quite a lot most of training plans wouldn't have even started until this past weekend. And we're already at 20 miles. Yeah, because most like start <laughs> most start at 12 weeks. I, I was okay. saying that when I was training for New York, and I was do I had already done like a 17 or 20, when I'm looking around and people have ju- are just starting their plan, and I'm like, I'm already at 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. It is but weird, but... I that's think good. with we'll be able to build fitness between now yeah, and then, like well, speed and fitness. Absolutely. And I think with we have some downhill miles this time, which we've never done before. We used to have 
a three-week cycle with a down week. We have downhill miles this time. Yeah, race pace miles. I think that's really going to help. So... Yes. If, cool. if not for anything else, it'll be a mental help, a mental yeah. incentive. Well, with that, we are, it's time to uh, pack up and yeah. pick up kids. <laughs> and um, we hope that uh, you enjoyed today's bonus episode. And we will be back in just two days. Yeah, back on Wednesday. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you like us, please drop oh. a review. Yes. Rate, subscribe, follow. Um, please, please, please subscribe, uh, follow, rate us. Um, write a little review, please, please, please. It definitely helps us. And if you'd like to support the podcast, um, you can shop sunscreen at Beauty Counter, which we both forgot Oops. to wear yesterday. <laughs> so burnt. Um, beautycounter.com slash girls. Um, we also have a couple of links on our website that provide affiliate, um, like kind of payment to us. We would appreciate that so much. Um, and yeah. We're going to come up with, we talked actually about a really cool, hopeful partnership that we'll have coming up too with a really cute, cute close, yeah. <laughs> basically. So with that, we will see you or hear you or actually <laughs> you'll you? hear us. You'll hear us on Wednesday. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.